Good morning, everybody. This is Polybius, one of your hosts here on the Crossforge Gaming Podcast. Just want to let you know that we are trying out a brand new recording program, which might result in a little bit of audio warbling. We are working out the kinks, so bear with us today. We have a nice fancy guest, so do your best to enjoy. Ignore these strange audio things. I did my best, but nonetheless, enjoy. Listen to this as the music plays in the background. Guys, let's re-sing. Take us to re-sing. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> he said it. Na-na-na-na. I get to see everyone clap now, too. Wow. Yeah, you get the visual cue, the audio visual cue. Man, it's amazing how many games that we play that require the audio and visual feedback. And if you forget one. It's true. I almost died. Hey, everybody. Hey, yeah, see, can't you can't be doing that. I'm just going to jump in at a random time. You have no idea when it's going to happen. Was that too loud? No, that's fine. No, Perfect. keep going. You started. Finish it. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to the Crossford Gaming Podcast. I am your unusual host, Old Dan Mac. With me I have Darman. Hello. Our returning friend, Polybius. <laughs> friend? Why do you say that in quotations? <laughs> it wasn't in quotations. There was no quotation. Oh, I heard the audio quotation. I just didn't know what to call you. Our, I was going to say our returning guest, but you're not a guest. Exactly. Our returning Man, host, folks. Polybius. Good morning, Resident Chicago. Don't interrupt uh, his Don't call the feds, dude. If I... <laughs> <laughs> As a special treat today, we have a, a friend from our Crossforge gaming community here joining us. Here's Just Ned. Uh, you all find yourself in a tavern. You all need to roll initiative. Oh, God. Oh, Throw myself off a cliff. Five points. Well, I don't D4, have a die on me. I was gonna say, can I use D four beans for this? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll. I have a D two known as a quarter. <laughs> Will that work? I yeah, I'm gonna need to flip that quarter. ten times and then add up. <laughs> I have a decision mechanism. So, for those who are who are uh, unfamiliar with Ned. Uh, he has been with Crossforge Gaming for quite a while. Um, he is our in-house expert on basically everything and anything. And he's got a special project coming up. What is that special project? You want to tell us about it, Ned? Well, it's not just me, but it's also our uh, our illustrious leader, Jimmy Bones. And also uh, joining us, uh, David Meyer, for a brand new podcast that is going to be... Uh, Side by side with this one, this one's going to be focused on tabletop. So everything Warhammer 40k, tabletop wargaming, D&D, board games, all that wonderful stuff you'd normally play on the tabletop. Sounds hot. And so we're going to be discussing everything from the new Warhammer 40k edition that just came out uh, about a month ago. Uh, some interesting news in the world of D&D. And uh, just... Be on the lookout. It's coming out soon. 
And if you like anything to do with tabletop gaming, I guarantee there'll be something you'll find interesting in it. Ned, what's your what is your favorite uh, board game? So not Warhammer, not D anD D, just a good old board game. Board game. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, if I'm just wanting to have a good time with friends, probably Ticket to Ride. Yes, absolutely. Any particular version that you like of those? Um, I've tried, I've tried the U.S. and the Europe expansions. Um, Europe. <laughs> yeah, I love Ireland. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also told there is a uh, a. I don't remember if they call it Oriental or Far East expansion as well, but it's uh, that one I have not had the chance to play yet. Cool, cool. I My wife and I just picked up one that is uh, the Great Lakes, which seems weird because, yeah. So it's, it's like uh, Ticket to Ride trains and boats or something like that. So you, and instead of, just trains you also have like sea lines uh we haven't tried it yet but we're, we're excited to try it out so quickly explain exactly what this is is this like some kind of settlers to Catan? so ticket to ride is a is a board game where the whole goal is um you have different maps depending on what the edition is they've got as ned mentioned united states they've got europe which technically has parts of asia in it um and the whole goal is, is to lay down train tracks and it's got a bunch of nuanced rules depending on which version uh basically who's ever got the longest train track and uh there are certain quests that you or like objectives that you can draw for randomly and then um those would be like you know make a track from new york to la and if you get that you get x amount of points so it's whoever has the most points at the end from new york to los angeles that's a coast to coast rider right there yeah, man. Oh so, real fun game. Thanks for joining us, Ned. Um, now it's time for story time, and I believe that burden fell on me I this think, week. Yeah, I think Dan Max got our I story got this week, doesn't he? I also have a very quick story, if I may, just butt in here. Yeah, so, absolutely. I love hearing your voice. It it has a certain quality, right? Like I try, I try, I try. But at any rate, I would say it's more of a quantity over quality kind of thing. <laughs> Listen, sometimes it comes out a million words a minute and it's all about Magic the Gathering, and that's all you got to know. What you really got to do is you got to bring your voice down to the vocal fry, and then you can go a little bit of ASMR. Yeah, but that makes Bones uncomfortable. And honestly, <laughs> I look out for my friends. That's understandable. Um, so last weekend. Uh, we were having a great time. We played some Among Us uh, with my friends in Texas, and uh, we went to bed, normal night. All of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird. It sounds like it's from above me. We're laying in bed. Wife's already out cold. Boom, boom, boom. My sister-in-law barges into the bedroom saying, hey, there's somebody asking for a Nick outside. And I'm like, I don't even know a Nick. So I go out to the door, and there's this guy. He's like, hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. I said, dude, if you don't leave, I'm going to have to call the cops. Called the cops because he kept banging on my door. He's like, would you sell me some weed? 
Well, <laughs> Nick Van Weed is not here, so I don't know what to tell you, bud. Hey, buddy, how about you sell me some liquor? Oh, my God, leave me alone. The cops came. They saw him as he was walking away. Apparently, he heard me dialing the cops through the window. Which, uh, I'm glad I got fences on my window. Sounds like the moral oh, wow. of the story is Darman's house is your one-stop shop to all vices. <laughs> you know, we got everything here. We got beds. We got weed. We got liquor. Hey, listen, Don't what's your come price to my house. <laughs> what's your price for McDonald's chicken? I forgot about the most important vice that he has access to, and that's that cardboard crack. Ooh. Bananas? Don't you forget my cardboard crack. <laughs> Just copious amounts of cardboard. Bunch Just hanging out Pokemon. here. That was good. I commend you for keeping that story nice and short. I told you. Five minutes. That was like three Maybe. and a half. But, you know. Yeah. Just because you went under doesn't mean you're not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate. So my, my story this week is also pretty short. And it happened last night. And it happened and I said... The boys got to know, you know, the boys, boys need to know. So my wife works, she's a nurse. So she works 12 hour shifts and she, we're doing a travel contract in Indiana and she's working four hour days. So a lot of times she gets off and we're like, eh, we don't want to cook. And she doesn't want to pick up food. So we get on that DoorDash life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and our, our DoorDash it's amazing. vice of choice, as it were, is the, the filet of chicks. Gotta love the filet of chicks. Um, so we ordered it last night on the way home, and I was like, "Cool!" It literally was supposed to show up at like um, literally a minute after my wife got home. She gets, she says hi to the dog and the cats, and she gets in the shower. And I get a call, and I'm like, "Oh, this must be them saying that they're here." I say hello. She goes, "Where is your address?" I said, "Excuse me." She said, "I'm at." 1213 Venable Street. And I said, I don't live there anymore. I moved. 1213 Venable Street. So in the last year, as of September, I was living in Richmond, Virginia. And then I moved to Worcester, Massachusetts. And then some, what was it? I lived in a town in Rhode Island. Yeah, what was it? Plymouth? No, I don't know. Plymouth is, it would be close to you guys, yes. At any rate. Rhode Island, and then we moved to Indiana. So I'm like, listen, I moved. So jokingly, I said, if you wouldn't mind just casually bringing that up to Indiana, that would be great. And she says something loud and obnoxious and something along the lines of, if you need help, then just use the in-app button. And I said, cool, I'll use that to cancel. She hangs up. I said, well, that blows. I guess we're just going to order again. And um, I'm getting ready to order and I get another call from the lady and she goes, I didn't get anything from the app. Can you just text me your address? I said, I said, ma'am, I'm in Indiana. I told you that in the last, in in the last call. And she goes, yeah, but what's the house number? I said, ma'am, I'm in the state of Indiana. (laughs) And she goes, oh, I'm not from the area. So I thought that was like a street or something. And I was like, 
No. No. I mean, maybe it is, but I, I feel like I was clear on that. And so she was like, well, you should have been more clear. And she hung up on me and I was like, okay. And then DoorDash sends me a text message and is like, hey, your person delivered the food. Here's a picture of it. And it's like a picture of the order sitting in her passenger seat. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? That's what happened. So we ordered Chick-fil-A from another place. And I got to call them today and see if I can get a refund. So. <laughs> that's what All happened right. to me epic so what's the story <laughs> <laughs> the scoop is DoorDash. I don't like the correct address no but here's the thing we ordered from DoorDash last week like or over the weekend or something and I put in the real address and it didn't update on my app for some reason so. I want to see if I can't order something over in like Vermont and see if they can ship it over to Cali <laughs> So What's I've the shipping and handling on that? Yo, that's like a real thing. There, there are services that uh, exist in higher circles where you can get Kansas City T-bone steaks shipped for like six hundred dollars same day. Like, well, yeah, you haven't done that, bro. What I really want is I want to get Waffle House over here in Cali. That's what I'm. That's you guys don't have Waffle for. House. You should just take we a don't flight. Have you should just book Man. a one-day flight there and back. Day flight back down to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, Man. dude. We don't have any this side of the Mississippi, which is real unfortunate. Fortunate. What do you What do you do when you wake up at two a.m. and you're like, you know what I could really use right now? Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, generally, in most larger metropolitan areas, pre-pandemic, uh, pre-plague, uh, we go to Sonic because that's all we got. That's open at two o'clock in the morning, or Walmart if you're. Wait. I don't know, method. Walmart um, Deli. At but 2 I have spent many hours at Walmart at three o'clock in the morning. I was gonna say <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest. That's all we had was the Walmart and there was a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Walmart. I worked at that McDonald's. <laughs> you did work at McDonald's. Oh my god! I gotta say. There was nothing more joyous for me than when I lived in New Orleans is going down to Waffle House in the middle of the night and getting some freaking hash browns, some mm. solid chunked hash browns and just having a grand time. Here's a question for you. Wait what minute, do you wait put minute. on your hash browns? Are you talking about- It depends about on the day. Nah, man, hash browns. Like no, 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 but like, like- Sorry, like the hash browns you make at your house to the hash browns you get at the Waffle House. Yeah, so like I used to think hash browns were the chunked potatoes. No, those are home fries. Right. You're wrong. Those are thick potato. T-H-I-C-C. With an E at the end at the end of it. Thicce potato. It's, it's Latin, you know. I don't no, but Latin. seriously, what do you guys – I'm curious. What do you guys put on your real hash browns, shredded potatoes? Most of the time, I just like them square, just like them fresh, just straight potato, a little bit of olive oil when you put it in the pan, Ooh. fry it till it's golden brown. If you're feeling special, a little bit of onion, maybe some uh, green onion if you got it. Because I'm talking about like toppings, here. though. Do you put ketchup, salt, pepper, malt vinegar? Do you put malt vinegar on your? I don't. Oh, Soy okay. sauce. That was that. <laughs> No grazie. Excuse me. 
I commit various war crimes to my hash browns and put soy sauce with ketchup. Soy sauce with ketchup? No, I'm kidding. Usually just ketchup on the side. Okay. I like dipping it. So you're more of like a savory hash brown kind of thing. What about you, Ned? Y'all just don't know. The correct answer is gravy. I gravy? I don't know. I could see that. Absolutely. Only on my biscuit. If I can get some biscuit, some brown, and some gravy on it. Mm-hmm. White gravy? Uh, no, the correct answer is sausage gravy. Okay. All right. That's white gravy with sausage. How do you make white gravy? Usually it's like this grayish. Well, you just make regular gravy, and then you pour a bunch of bleach in it. In it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that worked. It worked it for really... Michael Jackson. It should work for us, too. You know? <laughs> really clears your pipes. <laughs> Don't do this at home, folks. We are putting out a uh, health advisory. Uh, do not. Maybe a side right. of Profifol? Yeah, it's perfect. We're going to get fact-checked on Facebook, and I'm not right. <laughs> <laughs> Some Our independent source checkers are going to like clap us down real good. It's not going to be nice. Darman, what do you put on your hash browns? Salt. Salt? Solid. Not pepper? No, uh, just salt. Garlic salt? I would prefer gar- garlic salt. Typically, but like if I'm getting it at Denny's or something, I'll just put a little bit That's more fair. salt. Bro, garlic is a friends. staple in all of my meals. I have a big jar of minced garlic every time I make something. A couple spoonfuls of that in there, man. Oh, cool. not bad. Uh, but, you can only put a little bit on there, though, or but, else it becomes now here's, extra. Here's the Robin Williams part of this is, you know, happy people always make other people happy, but no one tries to make them happy. None of you guys asked me what I'd put on my hash browns. I was about to, but you were busy asking Darman and these other children. <laughs> Come on, gets dude. Me. I like – people think I'm crazy when I do hey, this. Dan but Matt, if you know, you know. Yes, sir. What do you put on your browns? Thank God someone finally asked me. I was trying to think I didn't belong here. Listen, this is one of those things that if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you're about to know. Syrup. I'm I'm sorry I asked. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. What kind? Like uh straight up maple. Maple, maple right. yeah. There's like six different classifications of maple syrup. Yeah, Are you a good. dark maple? Are you an amber maple? I have a friend named Amber. I'm pretty sure she's not made of syrup though. Are we are we talking closer to molasses grade or well, asses on hash so, browns. So I usually just take like it comes out real slow, like a shot or two of of maple crown royal, and just pour that. <laughs> <in there. laughs> oh, okay, bro. So you want some hash browns with that blackout? <laughs> you want hash browns a la flambe? I get it. <laughs> I cook, man. There's one way to cook your hash browns. Don't even put it in the pan. Two shots in a lighter. <laughs> you just put you put your hash browns in a little spoon. Add some add some crown, and you just light that up. Yeah, in perfect like, straight oh, in your yeah. <laughs> Oh, great, Scott! Wow, twenty first birthday. Hash I didn't browns. expect a fifteen minute conversation on hash browns. You know what? That's why people love this podcast. And by people, I mean me, mostly. (laughs) Why I love this podcast. I actually had three people come up and ask me, like, where's the podcast been? And I'm Uh like, 
Well, we've been we dead moved. for a couple weeks. Yeah, like we moved. <laughs> it's all explained yeah, in the newest it. episode. Yeah, yeah, and the one that got dropped last week. Yeah. Uh, it was reminds- really funny having someone ask me, "Why did you put hot sauce in your Z-Quil? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You know what, dude? <laughs> I have no answer for that." I think I think you received a Mexican card for that one. <laughs> You might have lost one when you said that you didn't speak Spanish, but then you put hot sauce and NyQuil. Perfect. I gained three at that. <laughs> it was great. So we really don't have a podcast question of the week, but uh, there has been a lot of chatter about games uh, that have been coming out recently in the modern era. Uh, some games are doing extremely well. Fortnite is still holding strong three years going. Uh, actually, a little bit more than that, I think. Uh, your war zones, your other fails, though. Uh, some games like Marvel Avengers only met sixty percent of its sales cap. What are you doing? Wait, what is that? I saw that Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, it's, so it's a game. It is a game. It is a game that's uh, it's terrible. It, it tries to be like Destiny. Did you play Destiny? I hated Destiny, so okay. I played it for about two minutes. Yeah, so reasonably so, uh, as it falls under the classification of a live service game, um, which is our big topic of the day, is why can't they give us complete start-to-finish experiences, and why are they trying to make games live forever with unnatural methods? It is absurd, but I do believe it is Ned's time to shine. So, well, before we do that, I'm sorry, Ned. I, I just want to give a little structure to this amoeba of a conversation. Evolve it a little bit. So let, let's break down the the kinds of games that there are. There's the the full game, which I think Darman is saying that he, he wants more of. Um, you can have a... And it's really hard to come by these days. There's a full game and DLC. So I, I like that. If you like a game enough, you can pitch in some more money for some DLC. Then there's free-to-play, of which we have two classifications. We've got a live service and subscription. So, Ned, please regurgitate all of the knowledge. Use your galaxy ahead brain. Of you. Here Yours. comes the Ned Cyclopedia. Nedopedia. So. The reason game developers want to make games into living forever live services, the five-letter answer is money. But oh, I thought it was the, because they loved it. No, no, no. the The more complex answer is they want to use methods to monetize games that that prey upon the human psyche. Um. In particular, ever since the mobile gaming boom that started in the early 2010s, we've seen a lot of study into how behavioral psychology can be used to get people to spend money in games and to make games more profitable. Um, We saw these practices being applied in probably the most ethically dubious manner Starting with Zynga. Dubious. Anyone remember Zynga? If I remember is that a company right, or a game? Zynga was a company that made Facebook games in Flash. Yeah. 
Freaking Farmville? Yeah. The mafia? I got down on some mafia in MySpace days. Oh, yeah, Mafia Wars. I can't tell you how many Facebook invites I got from people asking me to play that game. And each time I said no and subsequently blocked them. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you were wise to do so. <laughs> Zynga started and then the Cold War of video games began. Yeah, the play. Right. And then, <laughs> then the the free the freemium model got kicked off. And I specifically use the term freemium because free to play has a slightly different connotation. Free to play is the idea that the game doesn't cost you anything to play it. Right. Whereas freemium or is the idea that there's this base gameplay. Sure, you don't have to pay anything, but if you want the premium experience, then you have to purchase these things from us. Oh, yeah. Like in room for Club Penguin premium membership. Let me tell you. (laughs) Neopets got me. And so (laughs) game designers learned is that rather than having a game be a complete experience, that is a, a fun romp to play for a short period of time, if they want to maintain player engagement, they have to use what's called interval reinforcement. And this is a little concept that came to us from our good friend, behavioral psychologist, Burris Friedrich Skinner. Oh, I'm so happy you said his first two names because I was going to ask what BF stands for. Yes. I I my name. best friend, Skinner. Bur- <laughs> yeah. Friedrich Skinner. Not or Frederick. if you want to be wild, it could be uh, Big uh, Expletive Skinner. <laughs> I mean... Expletive doesn't start with an F, though, so I'm kind of confused. Yeah, well, I didn't want to have to put in a quack, so... My name's... I'm I'm Darman. I'm five, and what is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, B.F. Skinner uh, was a scientist who studied behavioral conditioning. Uh, particularly, he's famous for his experiment uh, from his graduate study, which was what later got to be called the Skinner box. Um, Basically what Skinner did, and this is going to sound really terrible, is Skinner put a rat in a box and the box had a food dispenser, a response lever, a pair of lights, a loudspeaker, and a floor with an electrified grid. Man, that mouse was kitted out. Living the dream in New York. <laughs> so what Skinner would do is he would have the lights set to where when the green light lit, the mouse would know food had been dispensed. And so the mouse would hit the response lever and it would open the food dispenser and it would be able to eat the food. And what he found was that if left to his own devices, the rat would hit the lever every time to get the food. This is called continuous reinforcement in Skinnerian psychology. Basically, every time they hit the button, they get food. But the problem was, if you let the mouse hit the button every time they got food every time, eventually they'd get bored with it and they'd stop hitting the lever. 
So they would they end up starving, starving themselves or gorging. I they would they would gorge them they would eat to the point where they basically gorge themselves and then they would stop responding to the light and the lever. So what Skinner found is he tried a different idea, uh, what later became known as interval reinforcement, mm-hmm. which is it didn't dispense the food every time they hit the lever. And so every it would dispense the food, say, once every three times they hit the lever. This dude had a grind for his food. <laughs> putting in them hours. <laughs> and so what happened was Skinner found that the mouse would keep pressing the lever until it got food, no matter how long it took. <laughs> oh, I feel that. With a 0.25% drop Basically, rate. Had been the mouse, he had found a way to condition the mouse so that it would seek to get the food by any means necessary. And in fact, there was one rat in an experiment he observed where the rat figured out a way to use its rear leg to hit the response lever so that it could stretch over and get the food out of the dispenser without having to move. <laughs> Man, that rat was ready to go. He was ready to do all the raids, Real going for that it. 1% chance. Bro, he hit. He found the farming technique. And so, basically, what this shows is that, or what this eventually led to is the idea the ideas of interval reinforcement, specifically the idea of variable interval reinforcement, where is you vary the amount of time between the times you get that reinforcement hit. And so game designers figured out how to exploit this because they realized that we humans, when it comes to hits of dopamine in our brain, are much like the rat wanting to get food. God, you don't know what kind of rush it feels to get three likes on your meme <laughs> it's literally insane and so what game designers figured out is if you give lots of those dopamine rushes early on and then start spacing them out more and more humans start acting like addicts oh, man game game they, developers equal meth peddlers nice and so because they figured out that they were able to Basically, essentially, hook people on their own dopamine hit. They were able. They were able to design these these freemium style games in the same way that Skinner designed his Skinner box. And so, in the most ethically dubious form, Ooh, you word. see this in the form of. Uh, the like your mobile games, like the gotcha games, where it's all about trying to get you know that one five star character. Listen, or, if I don't get a five star Hatsune Miku, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I want my anime, dude. I, <clears throat> I've fallen into those those mobile games because I like I, I need something to do on on my phone for like short intervals when between you know stimuli basically <laughs> and. Uh, I have learned that man, 111% is a developer. And I, sometimes I get a Facebook ad and I'm like, man, that game looks great. And then it shows up 111%. I'm like, no, it's garbage. 
And all it's going to do is make me want to spend money for nothing that matters. <laughs> That's well, understandable. And and game developers have figured out really nifty ways to hide this interval reinforcement from us. For example, everyone's favorite mobile mechanic, energy timers. Oh, God. Oh, God. oh my God. I was just thinking about that, where they put everything behind a time lock. They say, if you want to get past this real quick... For five bucks, you can get fifteen thousand yeah. freaking gem coins, and Super you only have sell. to spend fifteen to get past this time block. Then you got to do it again eleven more times to get to the next level. But you know what? You can die if you want. But hey, fifteen bucks is fifteen bucks. It's ridiculous. Fire Emblem Heroes and getting on to the next mission so that you can get more of the rolling tokens so that you can get more dudes. Or you can just spend 24 hours letting the game recharge itself. But they know you want that rush. You want to feel good because you're able to play the game. Because those early hits they gave you that were in close succession, you want to repeat that. You want to make that happen again. I do want to make that happen again. And so that's when they can start trotting out the monetization. And I make this sound really way creepier than it is, but it is... Actually, it sounds pretty on point. Maybe game developers are making it seem less creepy than it is, and you're just spitting the hard truth. Big think. I mean, the My reality... has got ripples. Our... <laughs> when it comes to this kind of behavioral psychology, game designers realize that they can maximize not only their profit, but their engagement, which helps increase their profit by revenue. utilizing these techniques. Now, are there, ethically, are there ethically good ways to do this? Yes. The problem is a lot of the industry doesn't care about doing it ethically. Well, listen, and, and I would, who's going to stop you from spending $800 on Genshin Impact? Honestly, the fact that I only have 600. <laughs> <laughs> the bank is going to stop me from doing it. My bank's going to be so like, funny. hey, dude, listen. It's so funny. I saw a thing on Facebook about a guy who works for fraud prevention services at a bank. And he's like, uh, I literally stopped a $2,000 transaction going to Genshin Impact. First of all, th and this is part of what. Bro, what? This is part of what Ned's talking about. It was like, in the first place, why is that an option? Why is that an option to spend $2,000? That's it a lot of gumballs. Dude was literally <laughs> about to clear his bank account for gumballs. Yo, this dude about to buy some anime people for 2,000 freaking currency units. Yeah. Yeah, you know what you can buy with $2,000? Like 84,000 gumballs. You can buy a <laughs> or one Bitcoin. <laughs> you can buy a fifth of a coin. You can buy a fifth of a coin right now. Yeah. Yeah. The Do you want fractions? I don't. So, so go big or I, go home. And I, I readily admit, I'm not immune to this either. I used to play religiously World Warships. And World Warships over the years has gotten really bad about this. Um the thing that finally broke me was Last year, about this time, they had an event to unlock the USS Puerto Rico. Uh, it was a ship that I've been looking forward to for a long time. I've been watching a lot of stuff about it. 
And then they did this really asinine event where you would have to grind, uh, if you were a free-to-play player, you would have to grind 140-plus hours. Ooh. And then... After you'd ground all the 140 plus hours to do all seven campaigns, after that, to get the last two levels, you would have to spend gold doubloons, which are the real world currency equivalent, equal to about $35 to get the ship. Bruh. So here's my just thinking out loud contrast to that is. Is it morally dubious for a game to do these things when the price of a standard full game has basically stayed the same for two decades? I mean, that's kind of what's driven a lot of these developers to make these games because as long as I can remember, when a new game comes out, I know, oh, that's going to be $60. I understand that argument, and it is bunk. Ha! Got him! I don't know what that means. He said you ain't got no... It's kill. The reality is, there was a time where the production of physical media and all of these, and all of the, the marketing and what have you around a game, it could be argued that perhaps a price increase should be would be justified to make up that difference but the reality is according to net stats around 90 percent of games purchased today are digital so which means no overhead except for the storage for the server and transmission and yeah in the hours and potentially years of huge teams of people developing those Right, but like you've but think of the think of every Bethesda game. Our last our last (laughs) podcast was about Bethesda and Rockstar. Yeah, these games that people literally spend thousands of hours playing. And if you think that, say you play, you say you play a game for a hundred hours, and for me, for some certain Zelda Breath of the Wild games, that's a huge underestimate. I paid sixty dollars for that game. I'm I'm paying sixty cents an hour. That's really not very much, especially when you consider movies that cost, uh, honestly, roughly the same as a game to produce. And I'm spending $20 going to a movie theater for a two and a half hour thing. It's like eight bucks an hour. Right. But the the issue is that you're confusing your, sir, your utility value with the actual money that is being made. See, yes, there are huge teams of game developers that are working on these games for literally years. Well, in Bethesda's case, like six months. (laughs) Don't you talk about Fallout 76 like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they had... Two months tops from the time it was announced to get it out the door. Listen, I'm just saying Majora's Mask was developed, produced, and distributed within a year. And that was amazing. Yeah, well, also so was E.T., but like... (laughs) 
Yo, that's a... Entertainment can make Fallout New Vegas in 18 months. Yeah. yeah, which was absurd, and it's still one of the best games I've ever played. That was a great Fallout game. It was great. Broken as all hell, but absolutely fantastic. I love it. Again, it was made in 18 months. If it yeah. was a person, Imagine. I would marry it. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Polyworld, very good game. Um, developers, we could work out a contract license. Yeah, listen. To, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, make Todd sure you Howard. get a prenup, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I get what you're saying, Ned, is that like what I'm getting out of it is different than what the game is worth. And something like your example of World of Warships, is that, was that what it was? Like $35 at the end, like that's a lot. And it's a lot much games. more than it needs to be. But overall, I think, I don't know, it's just hard. I think that it's a difficult... It's it's such a huge concept to really grasp every all of the working parts in it. Indeed. Well, if we're going to sit here and talk about morality, I'm pretty sure it's uh, considerably uh, with a show of hands, it'd, it'd be not chill to make someone spend, you know, a week of their time and then have them spend about, you know, a paycheck to get a boat on a game. That is zero percent out of my book. Zero out of ten. Do not want too much water. It's. But at that point, you've already put 140 hours into it, and you're like, well, if I don't spend $35, then that was all for nothing. Well, I mean, it already was all for nothing. It's a boat. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) I could build a boat. bought a boat. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even get a tank out of this. My point is, yes, companies need to be able to monetize their stuff, and they need to have a way to be able to make money from the game they created. Absolutely. That's fine. The problem is when you start treating your audience as a source of revenue rather than as your players. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, yeah, I get that. The different uh, epistemology is not the word I want to use here. Um, the, uh, the lens with which you view the end user. The glasses? Right. Spectacles? I have contacts, so. Well, I got 2020 eyesight, so I don't know what you're talking about. Man, you are the <laughs> one person in this call. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wearing these two week contacts for about seven months. Hooray, <laughs> capitalism. Go. Can you still uh, see? <laughs> oh, okay. No. No. <laughs> it's so okay so how do you feel um i think i know the answer to this are you a, an an android or an apple guy uh i'm somewhat insulted you have to ask that um i said i think i know the answer to it i, I am very much an android guy okay because i, I, I like feel like apple has all ha, apple has been doing this in not that different of a media as long as they've been putting out iPhones. It's just another hit of dopamine of like, oh, I've got the next big thing. But like literally the only difference is that it's like 0.1 inches bigger screen. I mean, size matters, you know, apparently, according to Apple users. And this time, this time it's in rose gold. Ooh. Actually, <laughs> don't even you know say what? that. Okay. My wife will freak out at the Let sight of anything you. rose gold. We just bought I like need... every Apple product under the sun all in rose gold. God. Let me tell you. All right. So last year. You tell me. My iPhone. Your iPhone. I, 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 I am an unfortunate Apple guy. I don't like it. 
it's not fun anymore. You can change it. It was fun when I was six. And admittance is the first step on the road to recovery. I wish I had three gumballs. That is my admittance. But my iPhone 5 decided to commit Sudoku when Apple (laughs) Force updated it, and it didn't turn on anymore. Um, So I went to the store, and the only one they had was a 7. And I said, okay, um, what does it have? Absolutely nothing. It's a little bit larger. And guess what? It, what guess what color it comes in? Rose gold. It comes in rose gold. <laughs> <laughs> and you said yes. I'll take that and a large pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I don't go to Starbucks. Bam. <laughs> but it was ridiculous. I'm like the the change of Apple products is uh, bar none. Literally nothing changed. The iPhone 12 is like it's not even 12 inches long. It's boring. <laughs> Like if it's not going to make me look like I am like stacked and loaded with a full automatic rifle in my back pocket, I don't want it. <laughs> and see, that's Those the thing that, that huge <laughs> get the Autobot cases. The Autobots? Like a fish. No, the, the Autobots. Autobots. I'm more of a Decepticon guy myself. All right, dude, get off my planet. <laughs> Go back to your planet. What? Actually, no, I haven't seen yeah. Transformers in a while. Did they have a planet, or did they blow it up? Uh, yes and yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Short answer, very yes. <laughs> what was the name of their planet? It was something Cybertron. cool. Cybertron, uh, debris, yeah. apparently. <laughs> and depending on which Transformers time noon you're talking about, they either blew it up, they killed it because they misused the resources on it, or it got eaten by Omicron. All of those Basically, ideal. everything that's going to happen to the Earth. In like 5,000 <laughs> It's almost years. like it's analogous. Whoa. Allegory. Did he say the, the fancy word? That's the word of the day! Oh, man, we're getting canceled. I love it. Oh, yeah. What? That was like a reference to Pee-wee. Pee-wee's oh, Pee-wee Herman? Wow. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I did not grow up with that very intentionally. Me neither. <laughs> but, you know, that was, quote, the corner of the internet you lived in. <laughs> that, that was not my corner. <laughs> so back back on track to, to Ned's point that he said earlier is that we can have these discussions and we can give a big old middle finger to the man, as it were, but like... It, it's so hard to combat this. I mean, it's so hard. Like I, I, I think I mentioned before I played the last season of Fortnite and I got the battle pass cause I was playing with my nephew and it was fun and all. And the new season came out and I was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to get the battle pass cause I don't even know if I'm going to play it enough to, for it to matter. And then it was Marvel and I was like, $10. Oh, I got that battle pass <laughs> right now. I got silver, silver foil storm and she's a beast. And it's just like, it's just like where I feel so helpless sometimes to these things. And then it's like with, with these, uh, these live service games, you, um, it's like you buy it, you buy the service once for one period, you know, season, and you get used to the, the small perks that really don't matter. You get used to them. And then the next season comes out and you're like, Oh, but I don't want to be, 
I don't want to be minorly inconvenienced by not having this perk that doesn't matter. I mean, they just... It, yeah, that's the other half of the equation, is a lot of these strategies exploit FOMO, the fear mm-hmm. of missing out. Ooh, he said it. <laughs> he brought it. And so the fear of missing out... Again, it comes back to a slightly different branch of psychology where the, the fear of missing out. Facebookology is that branch. <laughs> <laughs> the fear of uh, missing out. Yeah, the fear of missing out effectively is the application of bandwagon psychology to gaming. Ooh. You know. If I don't do this thing, I'm not going to be able to keep up with my friends. If I don't do this thing, I'm not going to have this nice new shiny thing. Right. Actually, I understand that. When I was a kid, me and my buddies were huge into Bakugan. The weird little magnet cards with the balls that you roll on, they pop out. It's nuts. I thought that was the eyeballs that make you see really, really far. No, those are glasses. Um, (laughs) But I remember when they first released them. Like Glasses? one of the kids got him. Yeah, he did. He could see great after that. But with the Bakugan, he got, he was the first kid. And nobody knew what the heck they were until someone else got him. Then they started playing together, and the rest of us were like, all right, it's time. And within it's the next year, yeah, within the next year, it was all we had. Like, we didn't ask for anything else. And then three months later, we forgot about it and they fell to the sideways. Like it was something that completely didn't matter, but we wanted it so much for like a day. You still have the little dudes in the marbles? I have no idea where they are. Uh, marbles? I think they yeah. marbles? Yeah, they shoot marbles at each other, dude. Bakugan? But yeah. Not Beyblade, right? Oh, not. No, see, I'm thinking of Beyblade. Bakugan. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the, yeah, Bakugan like, was the marbles and Beyblade was the spinners that fall apart. Now yeah, I understand. Okay. But yeah, it was something that completely didn't matter, but we didn't want to get left out by the, you know, the two people that had it. So we all pitched in and spent, you know, it was probably a small fortune at this point on little magnet balls that were utterly forgotten about within the next six months. Yeah, something really similar happened to me a couple weeks ago and my friend was like, hey, I really like this game. And then Oh, geez, a couple to, weeks ago? I had to Dad, spend... Matt, for me, this was like 10 years ago. What do you mean three weeks ago? <laughs> I mean, somebody <laughs> who shall not be named was like, oh, man, we should totally stream Terraria. And I was like, okay, I've got 10 bucks laying around. I'll take the blame for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was you. I'm both uh, mad and very happy at the same time. <laughs> I just pulled up my Steam library because I just wanted to shift the conversation a little bit. We were talking about uh, completed games or games that are have DLC and there is a definitive end to a cycle of gameplay. There is infinite gameplay loops, but I have 130 ar- hours on Terraria um, and I've only owned the game for two, a week and a half. Weeks. Yeah, that's a problem. Literally 40 hours a week. How? I have that 32. I may, It might be a little inflated because I have left the game on overnight at least twice. But still, still, I have probably put at least 70 hours in. Indeed. It's pretty great. 
Oh yeah, so that is, I suppose, is another small subtopic. I got an entire Discord server addicted to Terraria. It's <laughs> just casually. Yeah, we have a uh, server and everything now. Transition. And I think that ruined some people's lives. Yes. Yeah. Segway. Shameless, shameless shout out to all things Crossforge Gaming. We no longer have a Minecraft server because no Nobody one played it for a long time. And then our host was like, man, screw you guys. I'm going home. So he did that. He and- took his ball and went over. <laughs> The world. <laughs> world if wants it, but like I actually one of these days, what we need to do is fire it up for a temporary period of time, so I can show you guys exactly what I did on this server. I, okay. I would I love that insane amount. Yeah. And so, <laughs> in place of that, we now have a Terraria server, which you can find in our Discord server. You just have to add yourself as uh, a Terraria role with the little star, and that among Everything else that we produce, which is also known as Solid Gold, can be found on our Facebook group, Crossforge Gaming Community. Um, you have to answer a question to get in. I don't remember what it was. Do you like bananas? What is it? What is the question, Darman, that people have to answer? The question? There's a question. Is it no longer the uh, the Monty Python crossing the bridge questions? Ooh. Oh no! It was it, no. I ended up changing it because somebody was like, oh, "Put my Python questions in." No, yeah. There's- <laughs> Thanks, Carmen. Me, 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 me. Excuse me, stupid. I think the questions now are red or blue. Are you a Christian, and will you abide mm-hmm. by the rules? Red. Versus right. The only blue. one that matters is the last one. So if you put no. We're probably not going to add you, but other than that, do it. Our our Discord server has more channels than basic cable. I'm bringing it back. Take that, producer. That's wonderful. Is everyone ready for our last little tidbit of the day? I'm ready for it. Ned doesn't even oh. know about it. Didn't Ned? we tell him about him in the pregame? Shh. What pregame? I don't remember drinking 17 beers and doing four shots of tequila. And Actually, half a, hold up. I have to go get mine. Oh, well, don't forget your half a handle of Jaeger. Oh, God. That's my car. <laughs> I don't even bring it up. I can't do it. All right. Pauline, can this be? <laughs> <laughs> Polly, Ned, are you guys ready? Wonderful. We really got to engage our guests more. We've had him on the whole show and we've just been waffling. He did have like his own little segment where he talked about psychology. I felt like that was I, fair. I, I, <laughs> I loved it. I'm I am enlightened and educated. <laughs> I really want to put some like really dramatic music behind it because I feel like that would fit. But also is is music pod safe? If you yes. if you make it. Yeah. Yeah, well I can't I can't just make music out of thin air. That's literally what music is. It's made out of thin air. What do you think your voice is? It's so mad. I have to go. They are pressure waves in air, but. All right. Now for everyone's favorite slightly reoccurring topic segment is what I meant to say. Pop quiz. I'm so excited. Put some little fanfare. Yeah, you know how it do. All right. All right. 
Uh, it do be like that. Last so. last time, I do believe Darman won by a single point, taking over uh, Polybius. So we are going to start with Darman. Okay. This time, uh, you have two questions, and um, you get to say question one or question two, and that's going to be the one that you answer. Pregunta mm, double feature. Okay. You want you want question two? Yes, please. Okay. Don't get to hear the question first. Oh, uh, no, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get to hear the questions. He just is yes. Playing. I'm just gonna pick the one that I know. <laughs> In what year did the Nintendo Wii launch? Two thousand and oh god, six. Two thousand and six. Six. Oh my god, he said. <laughs> that is correct. One point for Darboy. I almost said two thousand five. Wow. I was like, either one of those two, because we got the, my dad ordered the Nintendo, Nintendoid Wii when it came out. And it was like 2006. Of all game systems to pre-order, he chose that one. I mean, it was, it was literally the best-selling console for quite a while. (laughs) I was going to say, I remembered it was 2006 because it came out the year after the Xbox 360 in 2005. So... And how do you know that the Xbox 360 came out in 2005? That came out in 2005? Um, Dude, right? Because I stood in line for one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. That's so funny because I got the day one edition of the Xbox One. I couldn't tell you what year it was. <laughs> I think it's 2013. 2013. Right? Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. Twenty. We graduated. What year do we graduate? Phone came out. You got <laughs> How do you know that? Nothing is provable. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Polybius, question one or question two? All right, I'm going to pull out my decision-making device for this. Has his one, tails is two. It's on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Question one. Question one. In which game did Kitana first appear as a playable character? The question two. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the answer, I can assure you. Um. <sighs> gonna go with a Mortal Kombat game. Which one though? Why are there so many Mortal Kombat games? Because it's a phenomenal franchise. It really is. Um, I think Mortal your answers Kombat are one game. through seventeen. <laughs> but, um, I'm gonna go with Mortal Kombat three. And I've ooh, I'm sorry. The answer was Mortal Kombat two. Oh, he was so close. I didn't know. I that know, one. but so far away. Ned, last but certainly not least. Question one or question Let's two? See. I will take question number two. All right. You might actually Ooh. know this one for some reason. Which three letters were used for the face buttons on the original Sega Mega Drive controller? Which three letters for the Sega Mega Drive? Okay, the Mega Drive was the European name for the Genesis. That was a question. I think you listened to the last episode. Yeah. I would have. I would have lost that one. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, let, let the man think. Oh, the problem is I don't remember doing his Vulcan mind melt. The Super Nintendo was. A B Y and Z, A B X Y. 
that was the was the was the Genesis ABC or was it AXY? Oh, I'm going to go with ABC. Ooh, he got it, folks. That is correct. I'm so impressed. Seriously, that's wow. Amazing. He went through some serious freaking mental gymnastics to pull out the first three <laughs> letters of the alphabet. That's <laughs> More than Garmin, <laughs> question one or question two? Hey, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to kiss it. Oh, man. Gosh, you really should have picked question one. It's so much better. Okay, well. Question two, though. Nope, too late. Okay, but you got to tell me question okay. one after. I will. Okay. Which American toy manufacturer released the Intellivision home console in 1979? The what? Just a casual 15 years before you were born. The Intellivision? That was... Uh, oh, hold on. Oh, I just watched the um, the Netflix documentary on video games, and they were talking about the Intellivision. Oh, God. Oh, this... Watch seems like a loose term. Maybe you saw it. <laughs> you, you know me so well. He was probably watching it while he was organizing 5,000 cards, making stir fry and me like this. drinking. <laughs> it's called multitasking. Why are you in Get my up. house? <laughs> um, oh, God. Can I phone a friend? Um, no. no. You have five seconds. Five, can I pull out of my jet? Four, Get out of jail free card. Three, it's not Atari. Two. One, <clears throat> we were looking for Mattel. Yep. Oh, I would not have thought about that. Well, that's why they, the they, they let in with Toy Company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the question one was introduced in Mario Kart 64 and a staple of the series since, which controversial projectile targets the race leader? Uh, no. The yellow shell. It's called the blue spiny shell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my. All right, Polybius, to tie it up, question one or oh question God. two. I'm going to die. Oh, am I supposed to? Oh, um, question. Do we have a third one? No, I'll go for question one since Darman didn't. That's correct. You get a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, boys. Get them. Oh, man. This it's one's. Bread. Well, Make... let's see if you get it. In the multiplayer for Nintendo 64's classic GoldenEye Ooh. 007, which weapon is famed for its ability to defeat an opponent with a single shot? It's the, uh, it's the eagle. Golden eagle? No. I know it because I've played a lot of freaking Nintendo GoldenEye, Nintendoid. Is it the Golden Eagle? Is that your final answer? Give me a second. Ned <laughs> <laughs> just kicks his boots. Oh, I'm falling! Oh, no. Don't, don't die, Hobby. Hobby, come Does back. We see his. We see I'm his gonna go with eagle. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna accept it because the eagle is a type of gun. The correct answer was golden gun. What? Who the hell didn't call it the golden eagle? <laughs> Well, just for one, Oregon. for one, an eagle is a bird, so maybe that's why. <laughs> All right, Ned, to take the lead, question one or question uh, two? We'll go with question one this time. 
All right. Smart man. You took my choice. <laughs> Copycat. <laughs> what is the name of the witch in Banjo-Kazooie responsible for kidnapping Banjo's sister, Tootie? Wow. Imagine being born and your parents are like, yeah, Tootie. <laughs> <laughs> Not even 3D. <laughs> I should know this. That was amazing. Uh, her older brother's name is Wanty. <laughs> He's a single dimension. He's a <laughs> Uh, is it Griselda? No, I'm sorry. Oh. The name is Gruntilda. You were on the right track with that. You were very close. All right, Darman. This is going to be the final round. Okay. In this round, if you get your first pick question correct, you get two points. Oh. If you if you miss the first question, you can answer the second question. You only get one point for that. It's all tied up. Let's see what you got. Question one or question two? Question one. What is the name of the undead protagonist of the 1998 game Medieval? Medieval. Gordon Freeman. <laughs> Crap. I want to say that his name was actually just Medi, but. Is that your final answer? Lock it. Full send. Wow. That is incorrect. The name of the undead protagonist of 1998 game Medieval was Sir Daniel Fortesque. Yeah, I had. For a single point, which home console was the first to contain a Blu-ray disc player? That was the uh, PlayStation 3. Correct. Darman has two points. He's in the lead. Polly, to take it, question one or question two? I'm going to go with uh, two. All right. What color was the original Game Boy that was released in 1989? Bruh. Gray? Is that your final answer? I mean, what's the only other option would be like blue. Actually, no, I don't even know if... Did it come in rose gold? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll take... I'll leave it with... I'll leave it with gray. Gray is was, my, my good... That was amazing. Gray is correct. Polybius is in the lead with three points. Darman's trailing behind him with two points. Ned. You can tie it up here. Question one or question Uh, two? We'll go with question two. All right. Which company purchased the Oculus Rift in 2014 for $2 billion? $2 billion? Facebook. That is correct. Oh, my God. All right. Polybius and and Ned are tied up, so we're going to do one final round. I'm sorry, I'm the weakest link. Goodbye. You are the weakest link. Goodbye, Darman. We just cut him off the stream. <laughs> Goodbye. Force boot. <clears throat> this is right. our podcast like, now. I'm going to... So we're going to start off with Polly. You have to answer both questions correct. 
to move on to the next round. I'm going to die. I'm already dead. Okay. The antagonist Voss infamously gives a definition of insanity in which game? I'm already lost. Am I supposed to answer? Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, you sure are. <laughs> Voss. I have no idea what character that is. Um, V-A-A-S, if that helps. Vaz? Is that Vaz? <laughs> um, the Vaz is like eight. He's a very expensive base. Yeah. I, I literally have... I'm trying to pull any game out of my brain right now and it's not functioning <laughs> properly um five seconds five can i get a crack? do a barrel Three, roll two yeah give it to darman <laughs> no darman doesn't get it he lost yeah well he's already <laughs> ned, <laughs> ned can you steal that the question? answer is far cry answer? three no were you cheating that's correct, I, boys that and girls. Y'all can see it. Is Ned fun. wins. I've never played Far Nedopedia Cry. has one pop quiz. Wow. Welcome. I'm so glad that you jumped on our podcast today. We had a great time, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Polybius, give us a little, little goodbye tune. I'm still waking up. Give me a second. Ah, yes. Seems in tune. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Goodbye. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Polly, did you get your podcast question of the week song settled? Oh, no. I forgot about it. That's fine, it. because we didn't have one this week. Oh, we don't? Oh, sweet. Yeah, I mean, we uh, nothing was posted, so. <laughs> That's okay. People only realize how much they care about something once it's gone. And they're going to be like... I love that Toby That's Mac true. song. I got to hear it live in 2011. Oh That's a throwback. Is that really is Toby Max? Yeah, that's a song. It's called Gone. It's like, I forget uh, the album. Diver City. Yeah. With the Bob Marley colors. <laughs> the the best album. It honestly I don't, is the best album. Seriously? I think Toby Mac? I, I think that is Toby Mac's best album. He peaked in like 2006. I, I mean, so. I mean, I got to say, Eye on It was definitely something that hit for like my youth group vibes. I can I tell you how many that. times, how many times I listened to Freaking Me Without You. It was solid. The there song was- Me Without You or the band? No, the song. I've never listened to you. I know. It's a joke. It's also a band. Well, I don't listen to bands, so.
facts. I actually, actually. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a throwback. Yeah, that's a song. Off of uh, Diver City. With the Bob Marley colors. It honestly is his best album, I think. I I think that is Toby Mac's best album. I I mean, so I on it did slap. There was no the song. That's me without you. 